Greetings, blessings, and welcome to another empowering episode of the Fuel for Your Journey podcast. My name is Dee Sally, and I am your host. Welcome to uh, tonight's broadcast. Um, I have a special guest joining me. Her name is Tashana Taylor, and Tashana is affectionately known as the Purpose Engineer. For over 25 years in business, she is committed to helping others redefine their life and confidently share their stories to monetize from their pain. Tashana is a certified life and business strategist, author, and speaker, having been featured in numerous magazines, radio shows, and podcasts. She is the publisher for her first book anthology, scheduled to release in the summer of 2019, entitled H-E-R, Extreme Makeover, Reflections of Healing, Equipping, and Restoring Messes to Masterpieces. She, along with the co-authors, share their stories of hope for readers to be healed and restored after life's challenges interfere with one's purpose and calling. Tashana holds several degrees and certifications from DevRi University, Keller Graduate School of Management, and other institutions, focusing on counseling and coaching to entrepreneurship. Set apart by her transparent delivery and transformative storytelling abilities, anyone can clearly see that she is resilient about helping others operate authentically and unapologetically in their God-given purpose. Welcome to the Food for Your Journey podcast, Tashana. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to speak to your guest. We are glad to have you. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this, uh, just the title alone, this powerful book. Tell us more about you. Tell us how this book was birthed, and, and you know, um, and I know I gave the brief description, but tell us more about it. Okay, so I gotta go all the way back to 2015. In 2015, I started experiencing excruciating stomach pains to the point where you know I was bent over, and I um, I couldn't find any relief. And so I went to a gastroenterologist only to find out that I had gastroparesis. Now, gastroparesis is um, a disorder from poorly managed diabetes. And so I have been a diabetic Mm -hmm. since um, 2000. Um, Mm -hmm. I I honestly believe that I was a diabetic as early as 17. Um, I would tell my mother um, about the different symptoms that I was experiencing, but, you know, she shrugged it off as if it's like, oh, nothing is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and so what I would do, I would call my grandmother and tell her about those same symptoms. And what she would tell me to do was to take an aspirin and go to sleep. And that was always the, <laughs> that was always the resolution to any of my issues related to my health. And so um, having ectopic pregnancies, I, I discovered that I um, had diabetes. And it took me at least 10 years just to even accept that diagnosis, right? And so, wow. I was so I was so crazy and stupid about it, not really caring. 
um, about taking really good care of myself, um, not even mm-hmm. really reverencing the temple that the Lord had given me. And so I would be as crazy as to go to the doctor's offices and go to these appointments, and I would show them my law book, made up numbers and everything, not even realizing oh, that I was no. Yourself, <laughs> that I was, right? That I was lying <laughs> and you know, and wasn't even being honest and straight up even with my own self. And mm-hmm. so I I believe that, you know, the doctors kinda knew, you know, but some the doctors have to see so many patients like they don't really have time to hold my hand. And so, um, all of that caught up with me. Like I was eating what I wanted, I was doing what I wanted, I didn't really care. And so um, that, that, that comes about with the poor management with the diabetes until, you know, I lost my mother. And then six months after losing my mother, I had to be a caregiver for my dad's sister. And um, that experience, being a caregiver, was very stressful to the point mm-hmm. that I had a nervous breakdown. So fast oh, wow. forward to, to 2015, because of the poor management with the diabetes, um, it started affecting my eyesight where I almost went blind. And all of this wow. stuff was happening all at one time. And so um, after, you know, being seen by the gastroenterologist, I had to go through all of these tests, tests to, you know, see how my body would digest food. And so what happens with gastroparesis is that a nerve in your stomach dies or is dormant, and it no longer allows your food to be processed or digested. So food would sit in my stomach for weeks at a time. It's just sitting there, just packing in. And here I go, you know, trying to take laxatives, trying to take Mm -hmm. um, any and everything that I could, trying to do a detox just to get relief because I was just that frustrated. And so um, out of the blue, for two weeks straight, I would just vomit uncontrollably. No, no sign, no sign of vomiting is on the way. Sometimes you would know, like, if your mouth would water, I had no signs. And it got so bad to the point that my son would say, here, Mommy, here's a, a Walmart um, grocery bag. Use this just as your emergency. Yeah, Ooh. you know. And so <laughs> so one day I was um, on my way to work, and it takes me about, about 45 minutes one way when there is no traffic to get to work. And I found myself vomiting as I'm driving to work, and I had to figure out a way to keep myself calm and not panic and um, Mm -hmm. go over as far right as I could um, so that I wouldn't cause an accident, but I needed to get myself together because I'm throwing up as I'm driving. And so I went to the doctor that afternoon, and my doctor said, if you continue like this, you're going to die from dehydration. Mm -hmm. And that was the wake-up call for me. So we – talked it over, my husband and I, we talked it over, because I heard so many bad stories about people who have had gastric bypass and, you know, the different horror stories that I heard, and it made me not really want to do it. But, you know, again, I was looking at my husband, I was looking at my son, every decision that we make, you got family, you got other people that those decisions that you make, Mm -hmm. you know, is affected by those decisions. And so uh, we agreed that, you know, we were going to trust in the Lord that I would do the surgery. Okay, so when we had the surgery, the surgery went well. But, like, the second day after the surgery, 
all of a sudden these doctors come in my room and they're looking at me and I'm like, what in the world is wrong with y'all? <laughs> and they're looking at me and they're like, are you okay? Can you breathe okay? And I'm like, I'm breathing fine. Well, they said, well, we got to rush you to ICU because your lung, your left lung just collapsed. And I'm like, what? Jesus. So the panic from hearing that, you know, my left lung collapsed put me in shock. And mm-hmm. so as I was in that blackout moment, that was when the Lord said, okay, I got you exactly where I want you, and you can slow down now because you have no other, uh, you have no choice but to slow down because I was always taking care of everybody else and putting mm-hmm. myself away, oh, flipping my and running and running errands and, you know, not even taking care of myself like I should. And so God was just speaking to me, and he was saying to me that I'm going to streamline your life, and I'm going to remove people and remove these things that causes you to continue to care for all of these folks, and you're not caring for your own self. You're not taking care mm-hmm. of your temple. And he said, and I called you to a purpose, and that purpose is to share with others that just because they go through these different things in their lives, that they can be renewed, they can be redefined, they can be reaffirmed, they can be rebuilt, and you're going to do it. And I'm going to get you off of this bed, you're going to heal, and you're going to do what I called you to do. And so that's where the Her Extreme Makeover movement was birthed because he gave me mm-hmm. a second opportunity, you know, to get it together, to take better yeah. care of myself. I feel great. I have no complaints about nothing that I've ever gone through in my life. And so that's the whole premises of this book is to share the different things that I've experienced in my life um, and how um, we sometimes when we go through these different things, we look at it as always being a bad thing. And I learned mm-hmm. something from my 11-year-old son. One summer, um, his summer camp was focusing on studying rap, and he wrote his very first rap. And it's like the words that he shared pierced my heart. And what he said was, there's always a blessing in a lesson. And I had to grab mm-hmm. that nugget from an 11-year-old and apply mm-hmm. that nugget in my life because I thought that I was alone. I felt like God had forsaken me. Like, where are you at? Like, I'm serving you. I'm paying my tithes. You know, I'm, I'm helping other people. And I just felt like I was alone. Like, no one was there. People were dying. Um, the relationships that I had with people, they were, you know, they were uh, ended. You know, but he had already mm-hmm. told me he was going to remove yeah, these. Right. He had already told me that, but still going through that process. It's hard. Okay, so mm-hmm. The process <laughs> does not feel good. Not at all. <laughs> not feel good. And so going but it's through necessary, that, right? Absolutely. And that that's why I said, you know, um, this is called Her Extreme Makeover, Healing, Equipping, and Restoring, Sharing What Life's Messes um, Used to Be. And now they're mm-hmm. looked at as masterpieces. Yeah. So, and then the book now, it's not just your story, correct? You have other authors in it along with you? Yes, I have 10 additional co-authors in the book, and they all share their stories from um, daddy issues, daddy was missing in their lives, and, and mm-hmm. being married in ministry. How do you maintain, you know, marriage and also being uh, called to the 
ministry and and also mm-hmm. dealing with those who uh were raped and you know and were raped by family members or those who wow. attempted to try to do business but businesses kept failing and so mm-hmm. those are the stories that you will find uh in this book her extreme makeover amen so let's get back to your story though now <laughs> This book okay. sounds powerful, but just your story alone, I'm like, oh, my goodness, we need to get this book today. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> just hearing your story, you know, it, 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 it takes me to that question that, you know, I've been focusing on lately, and it's, you know, like, why do we as women, I mean, I know it's because we're, we're, we are born nurturers, number one, but, you know, we help others almost to a fault. You know, um, one thing I like to say is, you know, um, God didn't call us to be martyrs. You know, a lot of time we self-sacrifice ourselves. I don't, I don't know what the psyche is behind that. Do you, do you, um, you have anything that you can add to that, to, to why we as women will self-sacrifice ourselves, but uh, in order to care for other people, you know, when Absolutely. in reality, yeah, in reality, if we don't have our face mask on, we can't really help anybody, but it's always, and I'm speaking for myself as well, we tend mm-hmm. to, to realize the light bulb comes on when we've almost hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, how can we change that mindset Um and come to the place where we realize, I, I, I truly don't believe that that is God's um, desire for us. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, I will say um, from the many different things that I've experienced in my own life and looking back at my family history, looking at generational curses, generational mm-hmm. patterns, um, generational habits, I believe that, we really can't help, you know, of taking on the role of nurturer because I do believe that God did create us yeah, to be the nurturer, but but mm-hmm. also he also gives us the wisdom on yeah. how far to go. Um, I believe also that a lot of these things that we do is conditioned, and what I mean by that is because we saw Big Mama do it. We saw mm-hmm. Aunt, Aunt Susie do it. You know, we saw the women that came before us to be nurturers, and we think that, you know, that's the right way to go. This is the mm-hmm. condition. This is the way we were taught, so we really can't help it. But it so takes a lot of it takes, it takes a lot of coaching, a lot of conversation, yeah. uh, especially mm-hmm. conversations like what we're having tonight. Um, yeah. To just, you know, what do we need to do to change that mindset? Because you yeah. hear a lot of people lately say, Oh, self care, self care. Well, it's more than just getting your nails done. It's more than just oh, getting that's for sure. Done. You know, it, <laughs> yes, it's deeper indeed. than that. It really is deeper mm-hmm. than that. And you got to be okay because I believe that when He gave us His wisdom, that He also gave us His wisdom to be okay with saying no to a lot of these mm-hmm. things. You know, because you got to remember sometimes, and people mean well. You love people, you love them to pieces, but people, if you will allow them. They yeah. will, you know, pull on you as much as possible to the point, like you said, that you are drained. You have nothing left. You're depleted. And so now then the question comes in, well, who's going to refill me when I need a refresh? 
Mm-hmm. Amen. And that, you know what? That's what I've been dealing with. I guess for the past year and a half, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. even more, is really um, taking that time to be. I have to force it because I'm a, a person that goes, goes, goes. And God mm-hmm. has been dealing with me a lot of times where I was forced to sit down. So as a result of that, those times happening, I'm now finally at the place where I realize, okay, I can't pour out. And, and it's basically what this podcast is about, Fuel for Your Journey, to make sure that you're full so that your journey will be productive, your journey will be impactful, because we can't pour from an empty cup. You know, we right. should be um, something I always see. Is, I think the, the um, saying goes, um, pour out from your overflow and, and mm-hmm. not from, you know what I'm saying, not just from your capacity, right. but from the overflow. Don't give out what you need. And, and and it seems like that's what we're doing. So like you said, the, these types of conversations are so – I don't think we can have them um, enough to no. help people see that. Because I used to think that going, get a manicure and pedicure was my self-care. But sometimes self-care is just meditating on the Word of God, oh, yeah. sitting yep. sitting in a quiet room with your diffuser on and, or whatever else that you need to stimulate you. Mhm. I totally agree. So you know, so you said that you um you were pushing through like like we all do, pushing through mm-hmm. and helping everybody else. I too was a caregiver years ago with my husband, so I definitely mm-hmm. know what you mean. And it was like when he passed, all of that weight that I had been pushing through with, it it hit my body. So my, you know, um, I went to get a massage, I guess like a month after everything happened, and the lady says, I've never seen so many knots down down someone's spine. That's how much stress had accumulated. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's real. And, you know, stress is a silent killer. Stress can kill us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, what else you want to share with our audience about, you know, your journey? I'm, I'm sure this is just a, a page or a chapter out of your journey, but um, <laughs> what else would you like to share? What else would you like to share? Well, um, one other thing that I would like to share is that um, a lot of times we have people who um, tell us what we can and can't do or uh, we have people in our lives that, you know, it starts as early as our childhood. And um, it takes a lot of uh, evaluation within oneself um, to go back to that childhood and write down all of those things that caused you hurt, that caused Mm -hmm. you pain, and caused you bitterness. Because I grew up in a household where I saw my um, stepfather um, be abusive to my mother. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there were times where – you know, she feared for her life or, you know, she could be cooking or something and just out of the blue, you know, it just happens, you know. And wow. so um, all of those things, growing up as a kid, I saw fear. I did not know how to trust. Um, I was very insecure. And those things, they actually do spill over into your teenage years, where in my teenage years in high school, where I should have had my tail in school, I was out having sex, sneaking off Uh-oh. of school campus, <laughs> yeah, having sex, right. you know, 
Um, and then, then you know, you get into the adulthood, and then you, you're dealing with these different relationships, and you're looking for love in all the wrong places, and you're looking for someone to fill those voids the that were there, mm-hmm. you know, even as a childhood. But guess what? The thing of it is they deal with issues from their childhood, too, and they don't some of them don't recognize it. Some of them don't even have a clue as to why they you, Are you referring to the parents? No, I'm referring to, I'm, a, I'm in adulthood now, and I'm referring okay. to getting into these relationships with men. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, A lot of yeah, yeah. don't even know the, the issues that they're dealing with. They don't even right. know that what they okay. saw their dad do or they saw somebody in their family do that is spilling over into their lives. So you got two people who come together. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and they come together, and, you know, like, then you got a catastrophe, you know, if you don't right. know how to reach out to get help. And so um, even in adulthood, with those same things that I saw my aunts and my mother and my cousins go through, those things, you know, spilled over to a relationship to the point where this one particular scenario that I don't mind sharing is also listed in the book where I dated a guy, and he was a long-distance truck driver. Well, I was giving him wife benefits, but I was at a girlfriend's mm-hmm. status, you know. Yeah. And so right. and so because of that, I was, you know, um, working hard trying to figure out how the bills were going to get paid because he didn't always send the money home. He would come up with every excuse in the world as to why he couldn't send his money. And it got so mm-hmm. bad, um, I worked a part-time job, and on that part-time job, I, um, I got arrested on the job because I was obtaining property by false pretense by um, filling out my time card with time that I did not even work. But I was doing Ooh. that, you know, to do what I needed to Trying do. to cover the bills. Yep, to pay the bills. And so then what do you do when you have this, you know, situation happening where uh, my mother went to her grave and she didn't even know that I did these things, right? But um, mm-hmm. it was difficult to find a job, it was difficult, you know, to find anybody that would be willing to give me a chance. And so uh, prayerfully and thankfully, I, I, have to, I had to share that you can't say never. Never say what you're not going to do. <laughs> because in, in that experience, I used to walk around and I used to brag before I got arrested. I used to say, Oh, I'm I'm never going to work at a fast food restaurant again. And, you know, I love God. God got a funny sense of humor because he said, okay, he said, okay, Miss Lady, you, you're talking about what you're never going to do. I'm going to fix all of that. not saying that none of this is God's fault. That is not what I'm saying. But it's just when I think on it, I have to He allows laugh. me to happen. Yeah. He allows things to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had to laugh, you know, because, I said that I would never work at a fast food restaurant again, but that was the only jobs that I could find after, you know, I served my probation and I paid back restitution. You know, that was all that I could find. And then that job Mm -hmm. led to me working at GTE, and then that led me to Verizon, and it led me to where I work now, where I work for um, the Department of Insurance. And so, you know, I have an aunt that passed away, and she would get on my nerves so bad because she would always say negative things like, who going to hire you? You an ex-felon. Now, I did not have to serve jail time because my grandma prayed. My grandma, <laughs> I will share this story. It's not in the book, but <laughs> I will share the story. So I remember calling my grandma 
to let her know, Grandma, I got arrested, and this is what I did, and I'm so sorry. I said, my mama's going to kill me. I said, now, I said, and I had four cousins who worked at the sheriff's department, and I was like, well, if my mama don't find out, they're going to know, and they're going to tell So either way, I'm dead. I am dead. I said, Grandma, you might as well get ready to have a funeral because I'm going away from here. <laughs> and so Grandma was praying, and she prayed over some water bottles that she had, and she anointed those water bottles, and she said, you know, she said, it may seem strange, but you need to drink this. And the Lord is saying that he's going to help you with your situation. Well, I did it, but I still was not like a believer, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, God worked it out because I should have served at least a minimum of 25 months, at least. But wow. for a, a felony, I, no, I didn't serve no jail time. And it does not take away the fact that, you know, I can, my story may, in this particular story, it may not be as harsh as some other women who may have had it harder, you know, when they experienced jail time. But it still does not take away the fact that this is my story, and it, it was just right. as difficult, you know, with having to find a job or, you know, not looking at myself as being labeled as a felon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at one time um, the enemy would try to throw it at my face, but now I've gained so much confidence, like I could care less what the enemy says because I know who I am. I know who God right. calls me to be, and I know that he can take all of these things that I've gone through and turned that around yeah. from a mess to a masterpiece. And so one of my goals is to start a nonprofit so that I can um, spend that time with ex-female offenders to show them, like, if it happened for me. Yeah. And look at the path that God has had me on. If it happened for me, God truly can do it for you. We got to just learn how to let go and surrender. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, I'm so glad you said um, that about, you know, the mess to masterpieces because the reality of it is all things do work together for our good, no matter yeah. how messy they were, our paths were. And it's funny, I have a jail story myself. So, you know, <laughs> I have a jail story myself. Woo, Lord, okay. thank you. So, you know, uh, it's just amazing when you, and that's why I love doing this, because you get, people get to hear other people's story. You can't look at a person and know where they've been or what they've been through. And, you know, and like you said, like you said, you're going to go and help, you know, these young ladies who find themselves in that place, and they're probably thinking, you know, what have I done? My life is never going to turn around because of this. But you are walking testimony to show them and to tell them, explain to them how God worked in the midst of the situation, how grace had its way in your situation and, and yes. where you are now. That's definitely yes. empowerment. To God be all the glory. Amen. You know, when we, Amen. When we go through these things, you know when you're going through it, you never, when you're going through you never realize, like, this is really not even about me. You're trying to figure out well, how, right. and I'm, how am I going to get out of it? You know what I mean? Like, right. why do I have to go through this? But why not go through it? Because it don't feel good. That's what you're thinking at it, that time. Yeah, right, you good. are. Right. <laughs> it don't. I'm telling you, process don't feel good. It really does not. 
Now, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, some things God allows for for our processing, the purpose in our process, but then even the things that we got ourselves in, not the things he led us to as a part of the process, but even those things work out together for our good. Right. You know, like, you know, um, you know the the wisdom that may not have been taken to to make sure. Okay, let me get this checked out. Let me be open and honest to the doctors. You know, even he worked that out and brought everything right. together. Right. So no matter how what I get from that is no matter how messy a situation is, you know, um, doesn't matter if we got ourselves in it or God allowed it that God can work that thing into a masterpiece. I'm excited about your new project. It sounds just like I said, your story alone is powerful. Thank you. <laughs> you know. You know, and I'm glad that you're sharing it, you know, and I say this often too that, you know, some people look at their story and shame, um yeah. which I've had that too, you know, in the beginning stages of when certain things happen. But but as you grow and you really see how God, despite whatever situation you've gone through, that he's still able to heal you, deliver you, set you free, and use you to be a blessing to someone else, to continue right. to work, work, walk in purpose. Mm-hmm. So tell us where can um, people get the book from? And is it the book out yet? Yes, the book was launched on May the 8th. It hit um, Amazon's number one international bestseller. As oh, well wow. as congratulations. One, oh, thank you. Uh, and it also hit number one hot new release. Uh, and the book can be awesome. found on Amazon. Or, <coughs> excuse me, or you can find the book at www.pearlygatespublishing.com. Awesome, awesome. So is is there any word of empowerment um, that you want to leave our listening audience um, before we um, end the conversation tonight? Yes. I want to say um, to those that are listening or to those that will catch the replay, I want you to remember that whatever you're going through right now or whatever you went through in your past and you may be feeling guilty or you may feel like there is some disappointment or that there is some shame, let me just remind you that everything that you've been through, God got a purpose for it. So you may not understand it right now, or you may not understand it all together with all the pieces to the puzzle, but trust and believe, I am a witness that everything that you've been through, God will not let it be wasted. There is purpose for you. Amen. To God be the glory. And praise God for your testimony. And congrats again on your new um, project, Her Extreme Makeover. I can't wait to get my copy and dig into it. Um, And um, so you've given the website of where they can find it. Where can they find you on social media or your website? I'm on all social media outlets at Tashana Taylor, and that's spelled T-S-C-H-A-N-N-A, Taylor. Or you can visit my website at www.tashanataylor.com. 
Well, praise God. Thank you again for coming on the Food for Your Journey podcast, Deshana. And um, and I will see you on social media. And I just want to close uh, the podcast out for tonight and thank everyone who may be listening to the replay. Thank you for tuning in to another empowering episode of the Fuel for Your Journey podcast. Thank you to my special guest, Tashana. Until we meet again, remember, just as a vehicle can never get very far without stopping by the gas or filling station, neither can we. Our Father in heaven desires that we seek him with our whole heart and be fueled daily through his word and a personal relationship with him. See you again on another empowering episode of the Fuel for Your Journey podcast. Remember, Thanks. if you want to connect with me, you can visit my website at www.dlifementor.com. You can also connect with me on social media at D-E-E-L-I-F-M-N-T-R coach. Thank you again. Take care and God bless. Thank you again for tonight.